Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Watching Friends. This is Season 4, Episode 13, The One with Rachel's Crush. I'm Mark and I think our next fight is going to be a big one. Hey, I'm Ryan. No, wait, please don't go. I've got porn for you too. <laughs> That's why we always hang out, isn't it? <laughs> well, before we get into this week's episode, first off we want to mention our patron supporters. So we have Jonathan, Paul, Katrina and Deborah. Thank you ever so much for supporting us for another week on Patreon. We love you guys. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, if you fancy supporting us with cash monies, uh, no vouchers, no discounts at all, uh, you can join us at patreon.com full slash watching friends and basically help us to bring you this podcast because it does cost money to do this and we do this all for free. Well, sort of free. Yeah. Because these people give us money. But I guess technically we're a non-profit podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let, let, yeah. Non-profit podcast. Because, uh, you know, we have had, um, you know, people close to us mentioned like oh you know we don't do anything with our podcast and you know i definitely disagree looking at like some of the re- reviews that we've had and emails we've had like there's people out there who you know appreciate us doing this it makes their lives better in some small way either because it's a, a fandom they enjoy or it makes them forget about you know their own life for an hour and a half or whatever i just feel like your friends and your family are probably the hardest people to impress yes like if better on that we're the two big friends fans in our friendship group so it's not like we're making that one of us, oh my God, I need to listen to every episode. Because if they were as big a friends fans as we are, they'd probably be in it. Yes. Um, but yeah, our, our friends are, are like, what are you doing? It's like, you guys don't know a Ross from a Rachel, shut <laughs> <No>. up. <laughs> uh, we did also have an email from Amelia. Uh, she says, hello, noisy boys. I really like that as a title. Yeah, it's good. I <laughs> enjoy that. Um, I'm Isha, aka Amelia. And at the time of writing this message, I've been listening to your podcast for the past four weeks. I'm currently on season two, episode fifty. I think she means five. Yeah, that's some that's some hardcore <laughs> listening right there. Yeah, that, that is yeah. though, yeah. Like you definitely been that, that's you know even if it's episode five, you know that's over like twenty episodes that she's been through in four weeks. That's yeah. pretty good, like one a night. Nicely done. That's a nice way to go for it. Uh, and you're both so entertaining, and I love the energy of the podcast, which has me in stitches. I love how you have structured the podcast and hearing your own experiences of different scenarios. By the way, Mark. It's a bonus to find out you create Fuzzballs merch, when I've known, which I've known of you since uh, about 2015 at Hyper Japan, which is a, a Japanese cultural convention that's held in London every year. Uh, in fact, it's time of recording, and it might actually appear before. Uh, the next show is in July 21st uh, at Olympia in London. So if you're there, you like Japanese culture, oh. come by, come and stalk me, check out what I do. Well, if I can get that off, I'll pop down. Um, you know, I think I bought a purple Hangry Pizza Cat t-shirt at the time. Uh, okay, going to stop typing now and keep up the good work. So, yeah, thank you very much, Amelia, for that. Uh, yeah. re- really, really enjoyed reading that for sure. Me too. Um, always love the positive comments. Like, we, we, we're hungry for positive comments, aren't we? But we'd be, yeah, we do like we, a little bit of positive reinforcement. We are definitely Chandlers. We need yeah. all the positive reinforcement. Validate us, please. <laughs> yes. Validate us now. We are not Joeys who are... Uh, you know, just don't care anymore because everyone just loves us. Yeah, we're more how we doing than how you doing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, but with that out of the way, if if you got anything else to add, Ryan? No. Let's get I, yeah, let's get into the episode. So, as I said earlier, season four, episode thirteen, the one with Rachel's crush. Uh, we are at a theatre for once. Oh, fancy! fancy. Uh, Chandler is there with Ross because Kathy is the star of the play and his girlfriend. Kathy. Hmm. Uh, and he gets to have sex with her too. <laughs> and he wants everyone in the audience to know this. A bit weird, but fair. All right. He's excited about his relationship. We'll give him that. Yeah, I think most people when they're early in a relationship are like, hey, check out my partner. Like, look who they are. It's like, okay. 
Yeah, especially if <laughs> they have a person. They, they, they have somewhat kind of level of, I guess, local fame. You might be like, look, look at me, I'm worthy of this. Yes. <laughs> like, maybe you boast a little or, bit. Or especially if you are uh, a Chandler or me or you, you might, look, look what I can get. Look, I proved you all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Willing, I'm a penger or nothing. She's <laughs> no. here by her own choice. Uh, yeah, we're definitely not doing uh, what Michael does in uh, Joey, which is uh, pretend to have a girlfriend and uh, try to make other people jealous. Yep, she's in Canada. What the British version of that be? Would she be in Scotland, Wales? Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, people go, oh, I've got to go for it. She's just in Canada at the moment. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't mean we're tiny, but well, she, I guess she could be. You, she could be in Europe. She's in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. She's I mean, a, my girlfriend is in Europe, but she, she's real. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have never met her, so uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. That's not true. You have met her, but we could just pretend she's pretend. Uh, yeah, I like, I like her better. That's yeah. more fun. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so the play begins, and uh, we don't get to see it, but Ross and Chandler tell us what's going on. Apparently the man on stage is extremely attractive. You can even see his abs through his overcoat. You can technically see my abdomen through my clothes. <laughs> Poking at the bottom of my t-shirt. <laughs> you can definitely see the stomach, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, you know, the, the image of that, you can see his abs through his overcoat. You're just thinking, like, hard, like, action man, plastic abs, like, just... Yeah, very, very... Macho physique. Yes. Um, we can hear how the play begins, though. And the shock on Chandler and Ross's faces, they realise what's going on. Because on stage, Kathy's uh, blouse gets torn open. I don't know. Have you ever done that? Yes. On purpose? Yes. <laughs> Got told off. Yes. Generally, do. Like, women's clothing is quite expensive. Yeah. I thought it was exciting and passionate. It was not. It was like 34 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that still sounds like a cheap night. Um, but yeah, like, you know, it's, it's the same with um, Phoebe, you know, and the, the desk, you know. Oh, I you know, don't want to chuck all this stuff on the floor. My laptop's there. My work is there. Like, can we carefully put this? Like, oh, the passion's gone now. But yeah, there's some things I feel like you have to be a bit more careful with. But uh, science is definitely more, more careful than a blouse. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, we then have our classic intro. And at Monica's, well, the guy's apartment, uh, but now Monica's new home. This is going to get confusing, as it did last episode. Yep. So let's just say Monica's new apartment. Yeah. And the boy's new apartment. Because the girl's apartment is not a boy's apartment. It's very confusing. Yes. Uh, she's unpacking ba- uh, boxes, and uh, Phoebe, uh, with Phoebe, sorry, uh, when Rachel walks in quite annoyed, which Rachel does quite a lot. Yeah, she's having um, a frustrated time lately. And, you know, I, I really like what they've done with the place. So they seem to have sorted out all their wall decorations very quickly and tried to make it as homely as possible. Yeah, it still kind of looks like the guy's apartment, thanks to those drab walls. Just done it. it. You know, you'd think, oh, you know, transfer all their stuff over. Yeah, it's going to look like a beautiful girl's apartment. No, it looks like the boys with just random girl stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel's job has changed, uh, you know, especially after what happened in a previous episode where her boss um, sadly passed away. Yep. Hit by was it a bus or a taxi? Oh, it was taxi. Taxi. Uh, she's now in personal shopping. Uh, she gets to help rich people buy clothes. I mean, it's not as good as being a buyer, I guess. And that's you know, we're like, we're gonna stock this item. But I feel like it's a downgrade. She thinks it's a downgrade. She makes it sound like a downgrade, doesn't she? Well, yeah, because she she's gone from working in an office doing an office role to basically a retail role, I guess. Um. You know, you could look at it as like, yes, she's helping rich people buy clothes. So, you know, she's not your typical, um, you know, assistant in a shop. But at the same time, like, yeah, she's not doing what she wanted to do. And I don't know if I'd be any good at this, but I think I'd enjoy this job. 
I would like to have a personal shopper. There was a TV show on once, um, which followed the lives of personal shoppers in London. Mm. And they were, they'd pick out people and just be like, oh, they should have, wear this, this, and this. And like, they were really highly confident in what they were choosing for their customer. And I think I would, would quite enjoy that because I find shopping like not great. And I want someone to just go, no, you're going to look great in that. Like, just don't worry about it. Just trust me. Because I'd probably put something on and go, oh, I'm not sure. Just want, want that confidence. Yeah, I had to go clothes shopping the other day because I'm going on holiday. Um, and I had to buy some shorts. And I did the classic guy thing of walking around the, like, the store, picking up shorts that sounded like dead fit. Like, <laughs> yeah, it like, says 32 large. That'll do. And I walked around and picked it all up. And then randomly saw a shirt on the sale rack. I was like, I love that too. It's seven quid. Yeah. Like a white cotton shirt with a weird crochet pocket. And yeah. I'm like, that's weird. I'm going to buy it. And then I was about to just go and pay. And my brain went, you hate shopping. If these don't fit... You have to come back. Well, we've done this before, haven't we? When we was in London once and you got very wet because of the rain. Yep. And uh, you just bought the first pair of jeans you found and they weren't quite suitable. Because the number was the same number as the pair I had on. And I put them on and I couldn't get them past my like thighs. And I had to take them off and I already pulled the labels off and I had to go back into the shop. And I managed to kind of, I'm not going to say charm, entertain would probably be a better <laughs> phrase, the lady. And I was like, I'm wearing 32 and these were 32, but they don't fit. I'm like, is this what women feel like when you go shopping and you're a size 8 in one store, but a 10 in another and the 12 in the store that hates you? And she thought it was so funny that a man was finally like seeing her perspective <laughs> yeah. on fashion that she just let me exchange them for, you know, whatever it was, a 38 or whatever. But Whereas I would have been behind there and going, you bought the super skinny tight fit ones instead of just normal ones. Yeah, I just wanted to be dry. Yeah, I, I was soaked. I hate looking for, for jeans because it isn't just jeans, which it should be. It's super skinny loose. How's it super skinny but also loose? Explain. Like, just have one option or two options. Yeah, it's like boot cut, and I'm like, but no, boot cut's fine. I understand like, that. So that means it's bigger at the bottom. Yes. But then, my problem is I have chunky legs and a belly. So if I try and find ones that fit my waist, they're really baggy on the legs, and then, or I can't get certain pairs up past me. It's very confusing. I hate shopping. Yeah, it's not fun. But I, what model of a story was that I tried all my clothes on in the shop. And they all fit, so I didn't have to go shopping twice. So I've learned at the age of 30-odd that it's better to try your clothes on because then you only have to shop once. Did, did, did your mum stop shopping for you a couple of weeks ago then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can, you can definitely tell when uh, a, a mum or a girlfriend uh, buys clothes to a man, um, either because they will be very outdated or because they'll actually look quite good. Uh, my partner bought me some Devil's T-shirts. Uh, for Christmas, and my brain did that thing. I was like, if she's bought extra large, I'm going to be so mad. But she hadn't. She bought large, and they fit perfectly. And I was like, why are women good at this? Because like, she's paid attention. I was like, I'm really impressed. Turns out that she'd stolen one of my T-shirts from one visit, which she liked. Uh, and then I let her keep it, and she just looked at what size that was and used that. And I was like, oh, it's not talent. It's just intelligence. <laughs> but, yeah, but also, if you tried to buy women's clothes, as you said, you've got no idea. Oh, yeah, no. It just It's scary. But I, I, I'm going to share a story of one of our friends because, one, he won't listen to this podcast, and two, it's quite funny. <laughs> he went into a shirt shop, and uh, it was one of these fancy posh ones, very expensive shirts, like £100 shirts. And he, he goes, oh, I, you know, I don't know what, what shirt I need to wear. And I think most men don't know what shirts to buy because it isn't the size small, medium, large. It's done by neck size because mm-hmm. that's a measurement we all know, isn't it? Yep. And he's like, I, I don't know what I am. Like, can you help me? And the guy comes over and just goes, you're a four. <laughs> like, what you, what? I, 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 i'm a four out of ten in looks like what, what's a four <laughs> i don't know what a four is 
Um, yeah, but that just makes me laugh because I think the guy was probably being quite catty and just being like, you shouldn't be here. You're a four. What are you here? Yes. A pretty woman, like, if you have to ask, you can't afford. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I know that friend and he buys those shirts and they're like, it's like a polo shirt. It's like 98 pounds. And he'll put it on and he'll be like, you've not mentioned my nice shirt. And I'm like, I can't, I honestly can't tell you if that's 10 pounds from Primark or 110 from Hugo Boss. And I'm not being shady, I just can't tell. It doesn't have a big enough logo for you to understand. Yeah, it's not Vivian Westwood, so I don't care. No, I, I think with clothing, if it has a logo on, fine. But the more expensive you go, normally the logos disappear then. Yeah. But it could also be very cheap because they don't have logos either. Anyway. Too much to talk about clothing. Yeah, this is a fashion podcast. <laughs> We've gone all Rachel Green. We have done, yes. Welcome so, to the Bloomingdale podcast. Uh, Joey then walks in and heads uh, straight to the fridge. Monica says that the big apartment means they basically have to host. I, I kind of get that. Yes, yeah, the rule. I mean, you know, I kind of think Joey just goes into everyone's house and empties the fridge. I know you had a friend that used to do that. Every time they entered the house, just casually go to the fridge and eat whatever was there. Yeah, they would always take two of whatever item they picked. So now, whenever you pick up two items in my family, to this day, people go, oh, you're doing it, insert name. (laughs) It's still a phrase. Uh, We're at Central uh, Park, and Chandler and Ross walk in and uh, explain what the play was all about. It's uh, Kathy simulating sex with a good-looking guy. Poor Chandler. Poor Chandler. I I do like that description. (laughs) Uh, It's Chandler's worst nightmare, and then he was charged for it. That made me laugh a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're going to be hot and heavy all night, and then he'll lose her. But Joey has some good advice. They're actors, and they're there to do a job. Let me ask you a question. When they were doing it on stage, was it, like, really hot? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so then you're fine. Look, the rule is, when two actors are actually doing it off stage, then all the sexual tension between them is gone. Okay, so as long as it's hot on stage, you got nothing to worry about. It's when the heat goes away, that's when you're in trouble. (laughs) Really? Look, you guys have been to every play I've ever been in. Have I ever had chemistry on stage? No. No! So yeah, if it's really hot on stage, then it'll be okay. And when the sexual tension goes away on stage, then you're in trouble. I I quite like that logic. The logic tracks you, I guess. Uh, Now, we've discussed in the past how uh, Jennifer Anson and David Swimmer had a thing for each other, remember? Mm -hmm. Um... Like, during the show, but never did anything. And, you know, yeah, they've had some passionate scenes on the show together, so potentially it tracks. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, But as we're going to find out, like, there is definitely um, some passion between two actors coming up shortly in real life. That I think does transfer onto the screen a little bit. Uh, We're at the boys' apartment, and Monica's old one, as we explained. Yeah. Um, The boys have done a, a good job decorating, too. Uh, well, you know, sort of as they're, they're using the foosball table to sit and eat their food. And yeah, this stuff just doesn't quite work like Monica's. does not. Uh, Chandler asks if Ross will uh, join him to watch the play again. Now, I have to ask, is Chandler paying to see like the play each time? Because I know he's supportive of his girlfriend, but does he have to see the play so much? Yeah, plus you think she'd get comp tickets if she's in it. That's what I'm thinking. Like, you'll just be like, oh, you know, there's a seat for you. And... I don't know. Would you would you see a partner in a play multiple times to to help support them? I feel like once is more than enough. But I feel like opening night, maybe closing night, that's pushing it. Yeah, you don't need to see it multiple times, really. No. Plus, I'm probably going to have like red lines with them at some point and help rehearse. And you know, I'm like, no, I don't need to hear you deliver that monologue again. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You didn't laugh as much this time. Was I doing well, it bad? Like it's weird because like are you are you supposed to? Is that an expectation that like performers have? Because my partner doesn't come and watch me at work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd be on your ass most of the time, so yeah. not, not much to watch there. But, but you know, like if you're if your partner kind of being like, I'm gonna watch Mark do fuzzballs today. It's like it's not you know why no. just because it's supposedly entertainment. You I, need to see it multiple times. I think it's more Chano who's trying to be very supportive and like, look, I'm a good boyfriend, but it's. It's channeless, so he, makes, he turns it into an erotic mess. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's possessive, but it could potentially go that way. It's like, I'm going to be there all the time. And he's like, no, he's just trying to be supportive. He's just a bit too much. Yeah, I think he started off initially supportive, and after his like, weird panic about how hot this guy is, yes. now he's being like, I-, I need to be there to make to you know, convince myself nothing's going on, because now he thinks something's going on. Well, Ross is um, not so sure he needs to see Chandler's girlfriend getting hot and steamy on stage again. But he'll definitely be there. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, like, I don't know if I need to watch this. Uh, I'm coming. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote it on the board! So yeah, the boys have put the Magna Doodle over the infamous peephole. Um, have you seen the view? And view is underlined uh, on the board. Now, I wonder what this refers to, because the window looks out at ugly naked guy's apartment or a wall. So I'm not sure what view they're talking about. When they move in, they mention the view and how good the view is. So I think it's just rubbing it in the girls' faces. Like, oh, look, we made... The apartment looks nice and the pavement's great. Look, we can see this. Because they've got, what, the side of a building and mornings here. Like, that's all they've got from there. Which they're missing, right? But at the same time, like, as we discussed in probably, like, the first season or is, like, the layout of how the apartment is... They can see out across Ugly Naked Guy. Now, I've always imagined like a courtyard in the centre. That's where they like play like the, the football match and stuff like that. Um, but it could just be there's a street and the apartments opposite are lower down and they can see the, the Manhattan skyline behind the buildings. I don't know. But yeah, the view is either Ugly Naked Guy bending over yep. or from the kitchen, another wall. True. So I'm not sure what view is, but I'd, I'd like to know. Yeah, I mean, I guess the guys have no view from their living room. They've just got walls, walls, yes. walls on a door. And if your bedroom view is just someone else's bedroom window. Yeah, extremely weird yeah. <laughs> window situation. It's definitely an upgrade. Uh, Joey is cooking breakfast and trying to be a good host. And they have all the food you could need. Uh, they're even hosting for the game on Saturday night. But so is Monica, apparently. Despite not knowing who's playing, she just wants to be the hostess. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I loved all the food there. I'd be around Joey's all the time with that kind of yeah, buffet of food. I like when he uh, flips the pancake and Phoebe's catches it. Like, I was <laughs> yeah. like, like, was that deliberate? Was that a joke? Like, if that was on purpose, how many times did they need to practice? And if it was it just like done once and they went, we'll use it. The, the way she catches it, she's like so quick with it and just slams it down. Like, you know, very, very pleased with her seven jerseys. Like, yeah, I got it, didn't I? It's like, no, you was way off. Yeah, um, yeah I'm kind of hungry right now thinking about it. <laughs> uh, we're back at Bloomies and Rachel helped an 80 year old woman put on a fong and she didn't buy it. Yeah, I don't think I'd enjoy the job anymore. No. <laughs> now, I'm fairly certain Fong in America is underwear, same as it is in the UK. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I have slight doubt is because in Australia, Fongs are flip-flops or sandals, uh, which can be pretty funny to hear. So, you know, when they're like, oh, have you got your Fongs on? Yeah. They don't mean they're underwear. Now, thong in America is definitely underwear because yeah. of that Cisco Thong song. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> is that how you remember yeah, No it? one made a song about sandals, Mark. <laughs> no, they did not. Um, yeah, like, uh, why is she helping a woman put on a fong at all? Everything about it just sounds gross and horrible. I mean, it's what the customer wants, Mark. But you're not even allowed to try them on. Like, the underwear is specifically, you are not, you, once you buy it, it's yours. True. Uh, but yeah, why was she helping an old lady try an underwear? I don't think I would. It's not, yeah, it's that. not the best day in the office, is it really? No. I'd, 
yeah, because uh, you know, it's just everything about it's just gross. It is. I just I can't stop thinking about it. Let's move on. <laughs> you're just like, you're just like, stuck in like <laughs> yeah. it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, bottoms. It's like a, yeah. bottoms. <laughs> it's like a car crash. You know, you just can't 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 look away. Uh, Rachel's boss, Mister Wolfram, enters, played by Paxton Whitehead, uh, who will later become the uncle of Emily. I really like Mister Wolfram. Do you? Is there a reason for this? Yeah, we'll touch it more next episode, but his accent. It's it's very British. He sounds how I think we should sound. I wish I sounded like that, yes. I feel like there were two acceptable English accents, really. There's Mr. Waltham and his very upper class upbringing. Yeah. And then there's like Jodie Whittaker's Northern Lancashire last accent. Like, that's it. It's all I want. Yeah, like I would love to have like a, a proper, you know, Queen's English. People just go, oh, you you sound posh, so you must be very posh and rich. And like, no. Yeah. We could do a whole episode in Mr. Waltham's voice and just talk oh, like this, I Mark, don't. and sound very fancy about mm. friends. I would need a lot of practice to be able to put that on. It it is quite funny though because if I ever go to like Manchester or Liverpool or that people go oh you're well posh it's like I have an <laughs> I have an Essex accent which is close to London yeah which is slightly Cockney as you claim it to be but not really well I mean we call you Cockney because you're from slightly south of Birmingham yeah like most people who live south of Birmingham they claim to be from London even yeah. though they're not close but but you know the further north you get they they will say to me oh you are well posh because I I say like bath and grass and glasses whereas you would say Bath. Yep. I said bath, but yeah, bath and grass and glasses. Oh, it all yeah. sounds horrible. Yeah, exactly right. But because I say like those words, they're like, well, posh. It's like, okay, I like that, but uh, I'm not as posh <laughs> as I would, you know, would like to be. You just sound posh. Yes. What's, well, the, what's the old phrase? Fur coat, no knickers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, this is when Joshua walks in, and I really hate how Rachel adds the W to his name. Joshua. And... I'm going to have real difficulty pronouncing it Joshua. Because I'm going to say Joshua. Because of how she does it all the time. You, so. you can't not, you have to say it like no, Joshua. Yeah, I just, just really hate how she really overemphasizes that. Um, they do bring it up in an episode. And I don't know if it's like um, like a thing like for Rachel to do. Or if it's just that's how Jennifer Hansen pronounces Josh. Oh, she, Josh. Someone calls Ooh, him Josh at one point and she goes, no, don't call him Josh. And like, why doesn't he like it? And she's like, no, I don't. Yeah. Look, she's just decided that's how you're going to pronounce her future boyfriend's name. Uh, but he is here for brand new wardrobe after his ex-wife burned all his clothes. I wonder why. What did he do? What did Joshua yeah, do? Yeah, because he, he seems fairly normal and nothing weird going on. And that sounds quite a mental thing to do. Either he's done something really bad. Mm. It doesn't sound like he wanted to be divorced. Nope. Um, yeah, I'd like to know the backstory to that. Definitely. He had an affair. I don't think so. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like he did. He buried the dog alive. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Spitball him. Uh, Tate Donovan plays Joshua. And did you know Jennifer Aniston and Tate dated and were due to marry in 1998? I knew they dated. I didn't know they were engaged to be married. Yes. Uh, he has later said it was really difficult filming their scenes as they happened whilst they were breaking up. Oh. Awkward. So so yeah. So they dated for a couple of years before you know this episode came about. And, you know, weeks, months, whatever before is when they were breaking up. And then they've got to film this and be acting professional. And I assume he is in this show because they were dating. And as a favor to Jennifer Aniston, they're like, yeah, we can have your boyfriend on. He can come on the show. Because there there are lots of celebrities who have come on because they're they're partners, they're family, they're friends. Um, So I'm guessing that's what happens. So, you know, knowing that and watching these scenes again uh, does, does make things a bit different for me. Yeah, that's fair. 
Uh, Definitely had a weird... I mean, they're both very convincing, to be fair, because you wouldn't guess that looking at them. I would not have thought they were... One had been together and two were now breaking up because, like... If could you do this with an ex partner and be like, oh yeah, we're going to pretend that we're going to be a couple now and be flirty and stuff? Probably not. It'd be quite difficult. Yeah. Uh, did you also know that he previously dated Sandra Bullock? I did not. Which is amazing. Like, if I said to anyone out there, oh, do you know? Do you know the the new uh, Take Donovan Donovan um, TV show or film is out? The I bloke. think most people would go who who yeah like what he's he's in a lot of stuff. To be fair. Um, I don't think he's ever like leading man sort of role. Like, I don't don't really feel like the character, at least in Friends, has that kind of like personality or whatever going on. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting, like who he's been around and what he's done. Yeah, like Sandra Bullock, then Jennifer Aniston. I mean, yeah, Jennifer Aniston, Sandra Bullock, both in the nineties. That's like some A level dating going yeah. on right there. You know, they're they're the people that you've probably had posters up on your wall. Yeah, you'd have Ripley on your wall. You'd have Jennifer Aniston on your wall. Probably a Ferrari. Yep. As well. Sandra Bullock's adorable in Demolition Man. Yep. It's impossible not to have a crush on her in that movie because yep. she's so like earnest and naive and stupid. Yep. Uh, well, Rachel is uh, keen to show him her underwear. Um, sorry, their, their selection of underwear they, they carry. Um, the flirting is strong from her here. It is. It's, it's <laughs> probably the most obvious you've ever seen Rachel be. Yes, definitely. Um, I, I really like the way she's like, I'll show you my underwear. Like, if someone said that to you, I think you would take a double take, but also be intrigued. I feel like, it, I know, my brain would be like, make a joke. You can't say that, Ryan, you'll get kicked out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, where's the line here? And then part of me would be like, does she mean that? And I'd be like, well, no, wait, what? And then before you know it, I'd be so overthinking what I was going to say or what I was thinking that a moment would have passed even if she did want to show me her underwear. Uh, Chandler and Ross are back at the theatre and there is no heat this time. No heat. But Chandler is being, well, himself. It's definitely been Chandler. Uh, but he just can't help himself as he just comes right out of it, and this is when Ross just has to walk away. <laughs> I love to play. Uh, yeah, you were great, and uh, Nick, ditto. <laughs> Clearly, you're having sex with him. <laughs> okay. Clearly... I'm having sex with him? Oh, come on. It was so obvious. There was no chemistry between you two. Okay, let me just get this straight. You're accusing me of cheating on you, and you're insulting my performance. You know, I, I can see how this could happen. You know, you're up there every night, naked, touching, kissing. Uh, acting? Chandler, this is my job. I, I'm playing a part in a play. How can you not trust me? Well, you can understand, given how we started. Oh, wow. I can't believe you're throwing that in my face. Well, that is what happened, and I don't even see you denying this. I'll tell you what, Chandler. Why don't you call me when you grow up? Yeah, well, don't expect that to happen anytime soon. Yeah, not the best comeback. I love it, though. <laughs> it's so, like, stupidly, like, petty, but at the same time... It is definitely something that you would say, and then I'll just go, oh, wait, oh, that wait. doesn't make me sound good at all. Um... Yeah, like he, you can never throw that in someone's face. If you have got with someone while they were cheating on a partner or whatever, you can't just turn around and go, well, we got together that way, so of course you're going to be like, because... I mean, you shouldn't. No. I feel like it's something I would probably say. Like if, because I, I wouldn't be able to trust someone that I got with through cheating, because I'd be like, well, that, that relationship didn't mean anything to you. Why does this one? Yes. I wouldn't see it as like, oh, but our feelings were so strong, we had to be together. I'd be like, no, you betrayed somebody, get out of my face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the same time, saying it is, especially off very little evidence, off of 
you had no chemistry. And like she said, like, so you accused me of cheating and insulting my performance? Like, <laughs> yes. it's very, especially out of nowhere and at the play. Like, I don't know how you would bring this up, but at least do it at home and not... You know. not, not just afterwards. It'd just be like, there was no heat out there at all. Like, you're clearly cheating on me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you would ask someone if they're cheating, but you'd be like, so... Uh, I mean, just be honest, but like, I guess I'm feeling a bit weird about watching you make out with a guy on stage every night and I kind of feel like, is there something there or is it just acting? And then at least give her the opportunity to tell yes. you. Yeah, because it's going to be difficult because if she is that close to someone, you are going to have suspicions. and be like, well, every night you're close and touching each other. Like, you know, what's to say you don't enjoy that? Yeah, and she might enjoy it, but it's part of her job. Like, mm. if you can't deal with that as an actor, like, you know, the part of an actor, don't date an actor. No, definitely. And it's the same, you know, there's lots of professions out there where, you know, I guess some people, you know, have to be comfortable dating someone doing that. And it, and it can just be innocent things. Like if you, you know, if you work at a bar or whatever, rather than being a stripper and stuff like that, like you probably have to be comfortable. Like they're, in a, they're always going to be in situations that you might not be comfortable with them being in. Yeah, like it probably make you feel weird. Like, okay, are people at the bar trying to flirt with my partner right now? And, you know, are they like not exactly being like, Shutting it down, but then you're like, oh. would you expect them to shut it down? Like, it's, yeah, it's a it's a weird dynamic. Like, have you ever had a partner who's been given uh, a phone number before? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're like, okay, how do you feel about that? Whereas at the same time, if someone gave you their number, you'd be like, I'll take their number, I'll keep it just in case. Oh, well, if they gave me their number, I would tell them that I've got a partner. But now I'm seeing someone, so we can be friends. But yeah, yeah. that's it. But then at the same time, I'm paranoid so i'd be like is she just saying or is he just saying they want to be friends just to be around in case them you know what i mean like, yeah exactly so but you know these things do happen and people react the way they react but it doesn't mean just because they take the number they they want to cheat on you or anything it's just like at the moment they're like oh i took it because it felt the polite thing to do at the time i think it depends on the context like in the 90s taking someone's number was literally you've been given a bit of paper or a napkin or something with yeah. it on in, nowadays it's give them your device let them type there's a lot more effort involved in you taking someone's number now than there used to be I guess so so I'd be a little bit like why did you take the number what's going on here and if they're like it didn't feel safe to say no I'm like okay fair enough but I'd be like have you deleted it why haven't you deleted it what's going on yeah uh, we're at the boys apartment and Rachel comes in and she's super happy because of Joshua uh, right in front of Ross as well you know gotta gotta really rub it in there right yeah, I like it was like, hello, and she's like, hi, just completely <laughs> oblivious to Ross's pain. Uh, there's a nice smell coming across the hall. It's Monica baking fresh cookies, and she's using a fan to blow over the smell. I, I love this. This episode has got so many great little visual gags with Monica. Just, It's so well done. It's, it's just the way, you know, they open the door, and she's only there for a split second, but it's like obvious, and then just quickly then hides. Move the fan. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, she clearly knows what she's doing to, to tempt people over. That would work. Um, if you wafted cookie smell around, I'd be like, ooh. Well, yeah, there's, there's, there's a place uh, in London, but I'm sure they have multiple. I think they're called like Ben's Cookies or something. And they do. They pump out the smell of their ovens um, like onto the street. So every time you go past, you're like, hmm, fresh cookie smell. Guess I'll buy some cookies. I'll go in there. And then you look at the pricing, still do it. But, <laughs> but you're disappointed. Um, but, you know, like Dis- Disney World does this. They pump out like happy smells to you on, on Main Street. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily food smells. It's just like happy like positive smells where it makes you feel better about yourself um, and makes you want to spend more. Um, <laughs> now, which is true because if true. you feel in a good mood, you're happier spending. Uh, it's the same way when selling houses. They say, you know, bake some bread. True. Uh, have yellow flowers. Like yellow is a very positive color to make you feel feel better. Um, yeah, there's all these like psychological things. But, you know, 
I think for them, she could have been, you know, making steaks or whatever. They still would have come over. Yeah. Uh, but she also has even got the new issue of Playboy, which I really like that little touch. <laughs> it's a very 90s thing to be like, how do I get my, my male friends uh, to come over? I have Playboy sitting here. Yeah, like entice them with cookies, trap them with boobs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's where we've got our next clip. Fresh cookies. Hot from the oven. Ooh. Please have some. Oh, yo. Yeah, it's been fiddling around in here, making delicious treats for everyone. Oh, the new Playboy. Yeah, just something I picked up. Cookies and porn? You're the best mom ever. <laughs> what? What? Rather, well, just something Joshua said about V-necks, but you had to be there. Yeah, how does uh, Jason look in a V-neck? It's Joshua. Oh, whatever. <laughs> 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 wait, wait. This is a takeout. Well, hey, to eat and run. No, wait, please don't go. I've got porn for you, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't need it. Yeah, I really like the way she has everything for everyone. Yep. Um, I kind of don't like the the way that Rachel is like just laughing to herself because she wants to to start the conversation. Yeah, it's so cringe. Uh, but yeah, Rachel really can't stop stop talking about Joshua, uh, and then the boys have to to leave and grab the plate of cookies, which I really like. I do like how Russ deliberately gets his name wrong to like undermine yes. it, but I I don't know why men think that's an effective thing to do. You see it a lot on TV where they're just like, "Oh, it's uh, Rianne, Did you say? Like, no, it's it's Ryan. Oh, um, Ryan. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I'd like I don't I don't understand why people think that would be effective because like what you I, say, think, you, I think you just sound stupid. Yeah, you say the wrong name and then what I'm supposed to like have a really strong reaction to you being like, no, her name's Sarah. Yeah, not Sarah. And I will okay, but it doesn't mean anything. Like if you say get her name wrong, you get her name wrong. Yeah, I, just, I don't understand. Hey, I think it's meant to be a I'm not really paying attention. They're not that interesting. I guess, I don't know, I just don't understand why men think it's some kind of undermining mm. tactic to be like, aha, I will misname your, char- or your character, your partner, and then there will be space for me to swoop in. I'm like, nah, I don't think so. Well, the girls also want to leave too, uh, but Monica has pawned for them, which is good. Like Monica's gone, she, she's gone, yeah. gone out and put some effort in. Um, but Phoebe says uh, she doesn't need it. And not for Phoebe's. Which I guess is kind of like interesting for a 90s show to even like bring that up at all. They're like, porn exists for women. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I know, like, the, the Simpsons used to always... The, the shorthand for... Well, not just Simpsons, but a lot of TV shows was uh, the woman is going to have a bath and read read a book. Maybe maybe they might mention it's a romance novel. Yeah. Like, that's as far as it went. Women don't do that sort of thing. Bit of Mills and Boone. But the, the fact, Phoebe, is like, nah, i got my own. It's fine. I don't need any of yours, Monica. Well, um, I didn't take it as she's got her own. I just took it as Phoebe was like, nah, I don't need porn. Yeah, no, I, I take it as, like... You know, she's like, no, I'm, just, I'm good, I'm sorted. Just imagine in Phoebe's with a giant stash of girl porn in her apartment. No, I don't think it needs to be a giant stash. Right? Uh, but, you know, Phoebe, you know, she's already shown in previous episodes that she's probably the most experimental out of all of them and, you know, probably the most modern woman out of all of them on the show as well. Uh, we, we've, we've definitely gone in massive lifting direction to the way this line is delivered. So? I, just, I don't need it. Okay, it's like, it does nothing for her and she's also pregnant. Um... Whereas you're like, I don't need it. I got my own. Ball. Yeah, no, I, I think that's definitely a Phoebe because she, she, the stuff that she comes out with, you know, she, she's very, um, how to phrase this delicately, 
bohemian yes yeah <laughs> i think your logic tracks like with your characterization of phoebe i just didn't take it that way i just took it as she just didn't want the porn well now yeah. now you do let us know listeners what do you think <laughs> do you think phoebe has her own secret porn stash or do you just think she doesn't care for porn well monica is uh sad that no one wants to hang out her apartment because she loves being the hostess she does love being the hostess it's nice to be the hostess sometimes i well, think if people appreciate it, it's when they don't appreciate it the only thing, well, if I'm ever the host or host, which is never, but okay, well, not now, but back in the day, um, I, <laughs> I always <laughs> we could tell some stories about you being the host. Yeah, I always reserve the right to stop being the host by just telling you to get out. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't do overstaying your welcome. I'm like, clear off, time to go now. No, I, I think most your friends know, you know, the right amount of time to stay somewhere. You know, you're you're definitely one of those. Like, um, you you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> Yep, it's like, six o'clock, I want to have a bath, go away. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're leaving everyone. Uh, Chandler then walks in and just shouts slut and announces to everyone she's sleeping with that guy as he slurs his words. He's drunk. Um, I quite like junk, uh, drunk Chandler. I think he plays it quite well. Well, like he walks into the, the old apartment. He's like, I don't live here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just confused and out of it. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's definitely like in a, a bad place at this point in time. Yeah, he also explains it really poorly to the guys, so mm. they just assume that, like, oh, Kathy admitted to cheating on him. Yeah, the end. Well, yeah, because he's just come out and said like uh, the worst thing about her, basically. And you're like, oh, well, clearly she has like cheated on you. She's sleeping with the other guy. Obviously, we know what she did with Joey. Well, um, so yeah, maybe she's all this, and that's why you've been drinking because Chandler doesn't come across as a drinker. No. In fact, none, none of the, the guys really do. Well, because Americans have weird attitudes of alcohol. Yeah, as we've discussed before. Um, the same, some other day, who knows when, uh, Monica is bringing up a floor polisher. Uh, Rachel thinks it's a vacuum, which I, love I this really like. It's, it's just like, <laughs> I feel bad on a vacuum. She's so clueless. And uh, she's wondering why Joshua hasn't asked her out yet. And Joey Phoebes that she should make the first move, but she's never asked a guy out before. And this is where Joey has some advice for her. So I was with Joshua for an hour today, and he has not asked me out. Just so frustrating. Why don't you ask him out? Oh, yeah, totally. That's such a turn-on. <laughs> Doesn't seem desperate. <laughs> That's the turn-on. He just got a divorce, right? So he's probably really nervous around women, you know? Maybe you just need to make the first move. I've never asked a guy out before. You've never asked a guy out? No, have you? Thousands of times! <laughs> That doesn't make me sound too good, does it? <laughs> I don't even know how I would go about it. Oh, well, well what I do is uh, I look a woman up and down and I say, Hey, how you doing? Oh, please. Hey, how you doing? You know what? I really love like, that this is almost the introduction to how you doing. Yeah. Like it's it's been shown before, but I think this is like this cements it as like this is the catchphrase. Yeah, like this is this is what he does. Yeah, I love Phoebe's reaction when like this, when he says it to her directly. She's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <"Ugh!" laughs> yeah. it's all like bashful and coy. Uh, I really liked how you know, and this this follows on from our conversation earlier about Phoebe of when they're like, oh, you know, have you ever asked a guy before? And she's like, thousands of times. Like, yeah, she's confident in herself. She doesn't care. Like, she's ready to do that. Yeah, I feel like if Phoebe asked a guy out and he had a problem with the girl asking the guy out, he wouldn't be the kind of person Phoebe would get on with dating anyway. Yeah, and we see this later on when, you know, she does the proposal as well uh, to Mike. Stupid Mike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I really like the, the, 
they're showing like there's different sides to it and i think society isn't quite there yet and maybe it's gone a little bit backwards thanks to like dating apps because the, the 90s definitely was men do the asking out, women wait for, for the men to do it sort of thing. Uh, we then got a bit of empowerment, but I still think, you know, asking people out is embarrassing. I wonder how many dates I've missed out on over the years because I was oblivious to... the Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One in DBS that I'm just like, yeah, I've, I didn't notice, so I didn't ask. No, I, it's, it's, it's a, such a difficult thing to do because you can, you can ruin things. And it's 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 kind of unfair. That's the case. It, it, it is because it should be that you should go up to someone and you know, especially if you do know them, be like, hey, you know, should we should we go on a date? Let's see what happens. Oh, especially, they, especially if you're changing a dynamic. Like if you yes. if you're chatting at a bar for an hour, or whatever. Like fair enough. Like, George, you want to do this against me or whatever? But yeah. asking out a friend, this is really daunting because you're like, what if this ruins the friendship? What if it doesn't? What if it does? Well, especially as you might get on really well, everyone goes, "Oh, you two always flirting." But if the you know if the fault isn't there from both sides, then putting yourself out there is can be kind of dangerous in a sense. I don't think I've ever actually been attracted to someone that friends have accused me of flirting with. Okay, why is like, that? Oh, you truly flirt. I just haven't. They'll be like, "You do flirt." I'm like, "No, we're not. We're just friends." Yeah. But then friends I'm attracted to, I've never been accused of flirting with. No, but it's it is harder asking people out, and I totally understand why Rachel hasn't. You know, being especially being a, an attractive young woman and being knocked back for whatever reason would be painful. Fair. And I, mean, I, I kind of feel like a lot of men, you know, you you either do it and you know harden up, like to to suffer the rejection, multiple rejections, or you don't do it and you know maybe have a more difficult time dating. You just got a Wayne Gretzky in you. You're gonna have to explain this one to us. Oh, uh, I don't know. How, Wayne Gretzky is arguably or statistically is this, is this is this one of those you know you miss all the shots that you don't take sort of yes thing? that's the exact quote oh, that is, is basically okay it's this quote yeah but you, you miss every shot you don't take or something to that effect yeah. um but yeah like you you just have to if you unless you're going to be like, wondering what could have been like my current partner we've been friends for years and years and years and years mm. and when i eventually told her i was into her i was terrified i was like oh my god what if this goes wrong ah but i couldn't not tell her because i was like well She's going home soon. So, I mean, but. she's not even real, so it's fine. That's true. I made her up. <laughs> but but at the same time, when you got things like Me Too and stuff like that, it can it can go very wrong very quickly from both sides. And yeah. certainly um, from like your side, you might be like, just, oh, I'm just going to ask you out casually. But from their side, they're like, oh, no, I'm quite intimidated by this and, and don't want this situation to happen. Yeah, like I don't think I'd ever, I mean, I'm not single right now, but if I were, I would never ask someone out on like a bus or a train or in a weirdly public place that isn't conversational. Mm. Like if you get chatting at like a party or a bar or something, that's one thing. But I wouldn't see someone on the train and be like, oh my God, I'm going to ask her out because it just, it feels so invasive and inappropriate. Yeah. Like how are you meant to judge in that split second? Like, yes, I want to date them. I had no idea you existed two seconds ago. And also, am I going to be safe dating you or even seeing you again? Yeah. Like, oh, basically you look nice. I should asked you out yeah. i mean we live in such a kind of isolated world excuse me nowadays where i mean i get on public transport like if a girl saw me or a guy saw me on the bus train and wanted to ask me out they'd have zero no chance because i have my face in a book my airpods are noise cancellation and i'm reading and listening to music the in, pretty much the entire journey yeah if if someone came up to you they'd be like excuse me and you'd have to take your your 
headphones off, you'd have to pause the music, and you'd be like, what? Yeah, I would roll my pretty blue eyes and just be like, oh, <laughs> trying to read, damn it. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's the same with, like, friends. There's so many people, especially adults out there, going, you know, I wish I could make friends. And the answer generally is, just go up to people and ask them to be your friends. And it's like, no, because that's weird. And it's the same with dating. Like, you could look at someone and go, yes, I would like to date them and see what happens. And it might be you've overheard their conversation or you think they're attractive or, you know, they're, there's something about them that fits your personality type. But like you say, you can't just go up to someone like that. No, we need some innocence back in the world. I like, like when you're a kid, you just go to someone like, I like T-Rex, yeah. I like Stegosaurus, let's be friends. Like, it was that simple. Whereas as an adult, it's like, why is this weirdo talking to me? I do like at um, some bars and, and clubs and parties, you get wristbands and their traffic light systems. So one is red, which means don't ask me out. I have a partner or I don't want to be asked out. Amber, I can't remember what it means. It's like a maybe. And then green is like, I am single and I'm happy to, to talk to you sort of thing. And I, I like that idea. of just being like, you know, you can display like, yeah, I'm ready to meet someone. Do you think people wear a green one on one wrist and a red one on the other? And if the person that, that I fancy, they're like, red wrist, red wrist, and then look away. And then like the girl that you like, you're like waving your arm in her face like, green, it's green. Oh, that, that just sounds like red card, doesn't it? Just like, that's so horrible to do it. So I'm just like, red card. Like, your face is ugly. <laughs> it offends my mirror. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's, it is really hard. So I can see why Rachel's done it. And she probably hasn't really had the need to because she is just attractive. So there probably are lots of people that she's into who are probably into her as well. well yeah, I think you're right, though, when you touched on earlier, like society-wise, especially in the 90s, it was like men do the asking and like men are meant to be kind of stereotypically slash traditionally, depending on how you look at it, meant to be like the dominant assertive ones that are like, I will get what I want and I will take what I want because I'm a man. But also from the woman's perspective, it's meant to be, you know, men do the asking, women do like the waiting. You yeah. wait to be asked out by a bad gentleman of calling. You make yourself look pretty as a flower and wait till that bee comes over. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, just so outdated and ridiculous, but I'm definitely on Phoebe's side. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, she doesn't sound bad for asking out thousands of guys. Like, yeah, if you like someone and want to get to know them better, like, go for it. Like, yeah, the, I mean, you, the might, way. you might find out that the person has the, the every opposite opinion to you ever and you can't get on at all or you might make a friend or that's the way i like to look at you it might so you might love. yeah you might meet someone and go you know what as a relationship no but you're really cool to hang out with i'd like to know you yeah uh and with that we're gonna have a quick break so ryan uh the advert's been playing um have you been enjoying them i have uh, they're gonna get better because now it's time for an advert of our very own. Yeah, we're going to tell you about our Patreon if you haven't heard about it. Um, I'm sure you have done. It's at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. And it's basically a way to help us support making this show. Yes, it does obviously cost things. And if you can help us share that cost, it means we can bring you more content and continue this journey that we're on. So yeah, you can support us for a pound a month, a dollar a month, a euro a month, whatever your currency is. And that will gain you access into the patron or there is the five pound and up tier which gets you extra bonus content so extra episodes every month uh featuring us talking about the likes of joey and you know just random uh friend stuff so we did a episode recently where ryan did a very difficult friends quiz so you can join in with that as well it was very difficult um and yeah it allows us to bring you more content like this so come join us please do So yeah, Rachel was uh, learnt the lessons of you know how to ask people out from Joey. Just go up to them and go, "How are you doing?" Yeah, like I'm, I'm really not good at doing that. Let, let's let's practice, right? I feel like if you were going to do it, you do it somewhere like Friends Fest. Hey, you would wait until you were like, "How are you doing?" And then they'd right. be like, "No." All right, right. Let's let's do it together. Right. 
Hey, how you doing? I'm fine, Mark. Thank you. Uh, no, it's your turn now. All right. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, you do better. Um, uh, yeah, I, I feel like at Friends Fest, that would be the most corniest thing ever. And you'd get a laugh, definitely. I don't think you'd get a date because I don't think they would be assuming that you're actually meaning it. Maybe you just have to repeat it. But like, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> no, no. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm fine. Thank you. No, how are you doing? Just- I, I feel you could do it like a, a channel away. And just, you know, make a mess of it as you, as you try to talk to them, like you did with Kathy. Maybe, yeah. I, th- I think that's a, the best way to do it. Um, but yeah, so... Rachel's planning to give him a call, right? She is. She's, you know, she's, she's learnt, and she's going to call him and be like, how are you doing in, in her way, right? I don't think that's really going to work for her. Also, this clip... Has not aged well. This scene has not aged well. If I took someone's phone number from work home and called them, mm-hmm. I'd be fired immediately. Yes, you would. Well, I say that. I probably wouldn't be if they were up for it. If they're into the idea, they'd be like, yeah. But if they're not, I'm getting fired. Yeah. Um, thankfully, because when she does call, she bottles it. She does. Um, but yeah, she, she really shouldn't have taken his number like that. And, and well, used it outside of work. Yeah, it's not professional, Rachel. <laughs> I mean, you know, she was, she was given the number... But, I don't know. Well, you know, why was she given it? Was she given it in a professional context? Was she given it in a, you know, let's hang out sometime? Clearly wasn't, because she wouldn't have been worried about asking him out. No. Um, but, yeah, as we've said, asking someone out is tough. Um, but, you know, Joey has more advice. Uh, invite him to something he can't say no to. I think that's, that's quite good, like, to get to know someone. Be like, oh, do you want to come come to a party I'm going to? I'm... Oh, I thought you meant like, hey, do you want to see my bedroom? And then you'd be like, <laughs> yes, Rachel! <laughs> I, 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 it's something you can't say no to. <laughs> uh, there were some things that are maybe a bit too me too in there. In, in too that but yeah, like, you know, I know people who have invited people uh, to, to weddings. Like, do you want to be my date for this wedding? Which I think is quite intense a first date sort of thing yeah it's a long time to spend with people around especially for that person like great i don't know anyone else at this wedding yeah and i'm just who are you i'm here with george how do you know george i met him two days ago on the subway yes <laughs> <laughs> but no i think it's good advice to be like hey do you want to come and do something that's like friendly and open there's gonna be other people there that's gonna be a fun time i hate first dates they're the most annoying thing in the world go on well multiple reasons one it's just nerve really like oh, i'm nervous and i'm always nervous till they get there then i'm fine but the initial like i'm always early for dates. <laughs> oh, oh well <laughs> for, for the ladies you're always early for anyone else now about an hour late i knew you get it there i was like well i finished the sentence mark's gonna mention i'm always late um so normally i've got like 10 minutes of like oh this is nerve-wracking and then when they get there normally i'm annoyed that i'm doing most of the the heavy lifting when it comes to the comedy you're not funny <laughs> not the conversation the comedy like, why aren't you funnier why am i saying all the jokes like stop laughing at my jokes and tell some of your own <laughs> is, this, is this where you've had so few dates <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> they're like he wasn't funny at all i thought we was just gonna get coffee and he turned into michael mcintyre yeah, i couldn't get to know more he just started a stand-up routine <laughs> yeah. and then he had a microphone in the spotlight yeah. <laughs> so chandler has awoken from his drunkenness and kathy hasn't called uh the guys have his back though uh, they stop him from calling her. Did she call? <laughs> no, sorry. Well, maybe I should call her. No, forget her, man. You don't need her. You don't need that. He's right. What she did was unforgivable. Well, yeah, but, you know, what if, what if I was wrong? 
how might you be wrong? Well, you know, what if she didn't actually sleep with the guy? Dude, tell me she actually told you this. She did not have to tell me. I saw the play, and there was no heat. Back me up here, Ross. That's all you're basing this on? That's not backing me up. <laughs> Look, you said, you know, with the offstage and the heat, and the onstage and the heat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that was just a theory. There's a lot of theories that didn't pan out. Lone gunman, <laughs> communism, geometry. Oh, my God. I really love those two. It's the Lone Gunman, <laughs> Communism, a, Geometry. JFK reference, right? Well, I, I would assume so, but at the same time, the Lone Gunman is a film. Like it's a cowboy film, right? Is it? I believe so. Yeah, there was a film in 1954 called The, the Lone Gunman, as I quickly looked up during our non-pause there. Um, <laughs> also, the, uh, the X-Files characters, The Lone Gunman, uh, which is a trio of characters that got quite popular. Um, if you've ever watched that series, I haven't. I watched like two episodes. I need. I, it's one on my list to go back through. But yeah, I, I assume it's like a JFK thing. But the other stuff doesn't quite relate. But is more, I guess you know, factual. I guess. I mean, communism. Yeah, hasn't yeah. found out yet. No, he will keep trying. Uh, but yeah, I, I gotta love that. Like the way Joey's like, oh, that was just a theory. It's like, no, Joey, you said that so confidently. Yeah, he, he's like, he literally used himself as evidence. Like, yeah. I've never had chemistry because I was sleeping with everyone. I'll be like, okay, I would believe Joey's input. I really love the way they're like. You know, they didn't even realise that Kathy hasn't done anything wrong. They just, like, assume based on how Chana was acting that, yeah, he's had their fight and that's what she did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely love the way <laughs> they they react to, like, oh, you should have told us what actually went on. Well, they um, should have asked, to be fair, and been like, wait, did she actually tell her? That me, I was like, wait, did she actually say this? Did she, like, what? Yes. Explain to me, drunk Mark, what happened. <laughs> Maybe when you're sober. Yeah. Uh, we're back at Bloomies and Rachel is practicing asking Joshua out. Uh, she can't stop touching him when he walks in to see how the new clothes look at the, in the mirror. Yeah, um, I like when she like links their arms and goes, "Yeah, this looks good." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really like that. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, that's definitely something that if you was in a in a shop touching up uh, a customer like that, like she's really much touching him. Yeah, she's all over. Definitely a bit obvious. Um, he's about to leave when Rachel says she has two tickets to the next game as thanks for this week. And he takes both and will take his nephew. Why would you thank a customer with sports tickets? I think, like, there probably are definitely companies that do this. Certainly, like, you think of casinos. If you're a high roller, they're like, hey, we've got a credit card for you that's, you know, unlimited spend on it. And there's a limousine that will drive you wherever you want. And the food is on the house. Like, there are definitely companies that look after their wealthier clients uh, with the understanding that you'll come back and you're going to spend more money than what we're paying out. It's like, does Rachel get commissioned? So, like, is this week been really good for her financially? Like, you know, the as a customer, you might be like, oh, you know, the cus- the you know, I spent so much money on new clothes here that they want to thank me for what I've done. I've, you know, certainly seen uh, businesses do that in generally much smaller ways, not Nick's tickets, but normally like, you know, here's a tub of chocolate as thank you for being such a great customer of ours or supporting us through the year or whatever. But fair, um, yeah, get 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 wealthy, Ryan. That's what you need today. <laughs> to be rich to get free stuff. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's fun. It, it doesn't stand out to me too much. Um, but yeah, he, he takes them. He's going to take his nephew. Rachel's so good. She's just like, no. Yes, we're, we're going to get into this in a moment. Uh, because uh, at Kathy's, Chandler has turned up to apologise. And he, he was the biggest idiot in the world. They've had their first fight and can move on when he walks in and finds Nick's pants on the table. Oh dear. What did Kathy do? She did Nick. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> My own chime there. I mean, 
We all know about my giant crush on Knight's Padded Bruce. Day. I wonder where you was going with that for a second. So I kind of want to defend her for some reason. But I'm like, well, how long has it been? Is it, is it been a day? Like, she got accused of sleeping with Nick on Tuesday and slept with Nick on Wednesday. Like, how long has it been since this happened? Like, if I went into her apartment and I saw some trousers hanging up, I would not immediately assume, one, they're guy's trousers, or two, like, he's in the room. I don't know. Maybe that's me being dense. But I think John, Chandler, you know, he jumps to the conclusion very quickly. Oh, those, those are Nick's pants. I definitely recognize those from the show. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a bit too obvious. But, yeah, and then Kathy doing this, like, let's, let's assume she has done it, which she has. Yeah. But Chandler doesn't know it at this point. Like, yeah, they've, they've had a fight and she's immediately, you know, gone to the comfort of another man. Like, yeah, I can't, you know, think too highly of her at this point. Well, this is where I'm, like, not being sure the time frame's confusing to me because... It's definitely not been weeks. No. I think it's been a day or two, like, because he's like, oh, did she call? No, she's not called. That was the next day. And he's gotten sober and then this is either, like, that, that night or the day after. So there's only been, like... Between 24 and 72 hours, I believe. Yeah, as much as I want to defend her, I'm like, it is a bit, you know, soon. Like, like I get it was probably like Ross um, with the copy girl. It wasn't planned. It wasn't premeditated. Like, oh, we've had a fight. I'm going to go into his arms. I assume, you know, they've been hanging out. She's been upset. He's comforted her. They might have been drinking. Who knows what they've been up to. And then one thing led to another, and there they are. Yeah. Which... Unfortunately, just plays into all Chandler's fears and neuroses and horrors. Like, you know, he assumed the worst and was like, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And instead of being like, no, it's not going to happen, you can sleep easy, it's going to be fine. She's basically just gone, no, I've confirmed everything you thought and I've ruined you for a long time now. Yeah, look, I can understand her being insulted that he, he basically accused her of having hmm. an, like, cheating on him, having an affair, whatever you want to call it. Um, but. To then turn around and do it within a couple of days is a bit like, is that spiteful? Like, did you just assume because he hadn't called you the next day that things were over? Like, she did kind of start, like, why don't you call me when you grow up? And it kind of, it's a weird phrase. Someone would just, does that mean she thought they were broken up? Or she was no, I don't think, call? No, I think, like, call me when you've, you've grown up means, look, I'm going to go away for a little bit, cool down. And when you're ready to apologize to me, then we can stay, still be together. It's not a, we're broken up now, I don't think, phrase. Yeah. Um, at the same time, like this, whilst this is a TV show, this stuff doesn't happen like a TV show where one thing leads to another and there's like no stopping it. There is plenty of time oh, yeah. for yes. her to go, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. You need to go now, Nick. Goodbye. Yeah, and like, Chandler will never know because I won't tell him. The cliche is like, it just happened. And I'm like, it yeah. didn't just happen. You didn't slip and fall. But yeah, there's a lot of steps between <laughs> like you two being alone together and sleeping together. Yes. Like people say, oh, a kiss just happened. And I'm like, eh, I'd argue with that too. But at the same time, Fair enough, but yeah. after that kiss, it needs to stop. Yeah, like, we've seen it with, with Kathy and Chandler. Like, you know, they, they had their little moment and look, they stopped. Then they had the kiss, and they stopped again. Like, you know, they, they thought, right, we need to go and sort this out with Joey. Yeah, in my mind, anything after a kiss is a choice. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'd like to know what our audience think of this, because, you know, I think there's going to be very extreme views, one end and the other yeah of, I, of like you know yeah she well, well within her right to do this or no she's horrible for doing this i mean it's i guess it's kind of clumsily handled in the sense that they've been dating for a couple of weeks 
You don't really know how long it's been. Hmm. Um, and you don't know if they've had a conversation about seeing other people or being exclusive, but you definitely get the sense from Chandler's perspective, they're boyfriend and girlfriend, they're in a relationship, they're a couple. Um, and obviously Kathy does what she does. And it, because I'm unsure on how the, long the time frame is, it you know if it's as short as it looks like, I would definitely blame yeah, Kathy's in the wrong here. But yeah. also, would you be able to... Would you? Be able to let that go if you were channel. I mean, if you're channel, definitely not. No, but you're Mark. So would you be able to let it go it's, if that happened to you? No, I have never been in that situation. So it's no. it's, it's it's difficult, right? Because at, at the time you'd probably be like, nope, never again. Uh, but as you've said in the the past, like knowing that they've cheated on you and always done that is always just going to be in the back of your mind, no matter what happens. Yeah. What about when she's on another stage doing another play and there's uh, Brian there? Yeah, but oh, I better not upset her this week or she'll sleep with Brian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, she's touching him, she's clearly sleeping. Like, yeah, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. And I it's kind of horrible they do this to Kathy as she's, like, so fun and interesting. And if she'd, like, stayed around longer, I would have quite liked that as a, as her character. We all know why I would have, but... <laughs> yes, for different reasons. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do think it's clumsily done, and it's just to get ca- the character of Kathy out the way. It's like, right, we've done a, we, we don't know what we're going to do for now. Just get rid of her. We'll, we'll give Chandler some drama. They do that to to a lot of the relationships, though, don't they? They're like, right, they're on for a free episode arc. Oh, how do we get rid of them? Because actually, they've had quite quite a nice relationship. Because you know, it's meant to be fun. Mm. We don't want that just arguing all the time. Because who wants to watch that? Like, well, how do we end it? Yeah, it's almost like a waste because the tension and the drama and just the excitement of Kathy and Chandler getting together is so well-paced that you're like, oh, is there something there? Yes, there is. Oh, yeah. and now look, Joey's really upset, but Joey forgives Chandler and you're like, oh, okay, this is working, it's working. And then to end it so abruptly, so suddenly, um, maybe Patrick Brewster wasn't available and went to do other things, or maybe they just thought, no, we've it's run its course to get rid of her. It just feels really clumsily done to me. Yeah, I, I did like the way Chandler actually mans up a little bit. And it's like, oh, you know, our next fight's going to be a big one. Like, he's like, you know, I've said... The Nick's pants, you've not answered. That's basically your answer right there. So I'm ready to have a go at you now. Yeah, because like, oh, we be, should call. Show my, yeah, show out how upset I am. And it's like, but I've never, like, does she mean I wish you'd called before I slept with Nick? Does she mean I wish you'd called because Nick's in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. Like, do, I wish you weren't here right now? Like, what, what is she trying to say? Because the thing is, is Nick even in the house at the moment? We know his pants are, or his trousers. Yeah. But he might have forgotten them, might have spilled something on them. Who knows, right? Why? Why are they there? Is he in the room behind a door? I would, like, have, I would have liked to have seen the the conversation that Chandler and Kathy had. Hmm. I almost feel like the amount of effort we gave the formation of that relationship, it, the destruction of it, deserved more than. But Kathy has what three lines in this entire episode? The bit at the start of the play, and then you know, oh, we should call first, and that's it. I f- yeah, I feel like it might have helped Chandler grow a little because he wouldn't have just been like, "You cheated on me," blah blah blah. He would have been like. Look, I had all these fears. They came true. But actually, I understand, you know, that's not always going to be the case. It's just, unfortunately, it happened this time. Yeah. Um, that's what I hope he, he learns from this because it, you know, breakups can force you down different paths where you're like, well, this happened to me. It's always going to happen. It's like, no, like, it happened with one person, maybe two. But that's just how it goes. Yeah. And it's not a reflection on you, it's a reflection on them. Yep. Uh, Joey is back with advice for Rachel and she has an extra ticket, an extra ticket, not two, not tickets. two tickets, extra ticket. Uh, 
we get another classic back and forth between Ross and Rachel. And, you know, he loves to rub it in anytime he can when Rachel's dates don't work out. It's like, so the first time you ever asked a guy out and he rejects you? <laughs> yeah. It's just like really Ross. Like... No, I love the pettiness. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, as much as you go on about me hating Ross, and I'm sure the audience does, like, there are lots of times when I do enjoy Ross. And I think his pettiness is, is one of them. Fair, we're coming up after some super Ross pettiness that I absolutely love. I'm 100% there for. <laughs> but yeah, you, you know, he does almost treat Rachel a bit like Monica, like a, like a sister. If we've just the, <laughs> not that way. With, with, with some of like the, the childishness that yeah, he comes out with, you know. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy that. Uh, Monica has turned the boys' apartment into something that looks pretty nice. Uh, she's exhausted. She even got rid of the carpet. Yeah, I love her. Joe is just like it looks the same. Just like you had carpet. And he's like, ah, the, the boys are useless. Yeah, it, it looks way nicer without the carpet. It does with uh, the nice polished floor. Yeah, it weirdly looks bigger. Even though Monica's filled it with stuff. Yes, um, you know, I, I that's the problem with the the boys' stuff. And you know, we've described this before. You know, men are happy with their TV on the floor and a beanbag chair, right? Yeah, we don't need much. The, the lazy boys are like the centerpiece, but they don't really fit in. Nope. If anything, they don't look nice and match anything. Uh, well, I guess Monica's stuff kind of does more. Like, feels more organised. True. More, more zen, I guess. Yeah, it's decorated, not just clustered. Yeah. Which is what men do. Just like, that'll do, that fits in the corner, yeah. done. Is it in the space? Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so she then slowly goes to sleep on the couch, surrounded by her friends, which I think is really sweet. Because she's the hostess again. Yeah, she's the hostess. She's exhausted from, you know, how much effort she's put in over the last few days to turn it into her apartment. And yeah, like, there's just something really sweet about that. And, you know, she feels safe and comfortable there. Uh, Chandler then turns up and tells the gang that Kathy wasn't sleeping with him, which sounds good. Uh, but she is now. She is now. <laughs> uh, if only he had just called, she wouldn't have ended up with Nick. And this is where Chandler's blaming himself here and really shouldn't. It's a tough one because... Chandler not calling shouldn't have really resulted in Kathy sleeping with Nick. But Chandler should have kind of assessed himself, checked himself, and called Kathy almost immediately. Like, it shouldn't have been, let's go home, maybe sad. It should have been, oh my God, what have I just said? Mm. Like, I understand that I've messed up and why I've upset Kathy. I need to go apologize to her. And then maybe she'd have been, you know, call me, call me in the morning or go away. But yeah. he, he just kind of assumes he's correct. Accuses her of infidelity to her face and bad acting at her workplace, and then lets her leave. And it's like, well, that's a pretty crappy thing to do. Like, is it as bad as cheating on him? No, but in terms of the way to treat a partner, Chandler's definitely out of line. And we forgive Chandler because he's Chandler and he's neurotic. Yeah. But on the actual kind of surface of it, or the the bottom line of it is, Chandler was weird, possessive untrusting and just attacked her for no reason well we've we've gone from one end of it which is Chandler going oh we had a fight we're broken up forever now which he's done with previous relationships to oh my god like you know I'm gonna have to go the other way we can have fights and that's fine uh but I should probably leave them alone and not try to fix it sort of thing and yeah like the the problem is I think as as Matthew Perry explains in his book you know he personally used to destroy all his relationships like he'd be like i'm gonna break up with them before they break up me then that way i'm in control of of the hurt sort of thing and that comes across in like chandler does that a lot like i'm gonna be the one who breaks up with them i'm gonna control the situation so i can protect myself from anything bad happening and you know it it happens here because he's with 
Kathy, who's extremely attractive, beautiful, you know, the best woman he could ever hope to get right, in his his opinion. And the only way he got her was because she cheated on even more attractive than him, Joey, who is way better in bed than him as well, because, you know, Kathy, yeah. Kathy's more pleased. She agrees with him more. <laughs> yes. so, so, you know, so he's, he's almost looking like, you know, this is going too well. That's suspicious. Let's ruin it somehow. And uh, that's what he does. I can kind of relate to that. I mean, like, I've been hurt in the past, and then when new relationships started, I've been like, oh, am I feeling happy? No, we can't have this. Yeah. Let's find a reason to balls it up somehow. Yes. <laughs> so I can convert to Chandler a little bit. Uh, but Rachel has some advice. I'm saying that she is a devil woman. <laughs> you know, I mean, you think you know a person, then they turn around, they sleep with Nick. Nick and his rock-hard pecs and his giant man-nipples. <laughs> I hate him. And I hate her. Well, I don't hate her. I love her. This is all my fault, really. Oh. How? How is it your fault? Because, ah, I, I should have called. You know, if I just called her after a big, stupid fight, she never would have gone out with Nick and they wouldn't have ended up in bed together. I threw her at his man-nipples. <laughs> This is not your fault. Just because you guys had a fight does not justify her sleeping with someone. Well, if if she thought they were on a break. What a great way to end <laughs> <Yeah>. the episode. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's so many things in there. Like, there's, uh, I, I threw her at his man nipples. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just... Rachel says her line. And then you can you could feel the collective, like, breath being held of the audience. And you're suddenly you're like... Don't, don't, don't. But then I know for well if I was Ross, I'd be saying it. I would not be able not to. Well, yeah, Ross has been petty throughout the whole episode first off. He's been petty for many episodes about, you know, the the breakup anyway. And now she's like, well, you know, there's no excuses if, like, someone does this. It's like, but what if they were on a break? Like, just the way he comes out, but what if? I don't think Rachel was saying it to score points. No, no, no. I don't think Rachel was saying it's comfort in channel and go, no, no, it's her fault. You don't do this kind of thing. I don't think she was trying to reference No, she was not at all. She was literally just comforting him, just saying what, I guess, what he needs and wants to hear. Yeah. And just being like, look, it's not your fault. Like, relationships happen. Don't blame yourself because that's what Chandler is doing because that's what he's like. And then, yeah, just Ross coming in there right at the end. But what if they were on a break? Like, just absolutely perfect ending. It is. And I'm with I'd have to say it. I wouldn't be able to. I, there's, I'm probably stupid like Ross. But there <laughs> yeah, he, he's where... not. he's not thinking about Chandler at this point. He's just heard Rachel say something. And he's like, I need to correct her. Yeah. Like, me and a partner got into an argument once. Not an argument, a debate about something. And my friend was like, just take the L. Just take the L. And I'm like, what do you mean take the L? No, we're having a conversation. We're adults. No one has to take an L. Are you stupid? And then he was, I was on speakerphone while he was at work, and his friend was like, just take the L, man. I'm like, who's this dude chiming in the public <laughs> conversation? But anyway, I'm like, no. And then I put the phone down, and then I was like, should I take the L? And I'm like, no, because then I'm just going to resent the fact that we didn't clear the conversation. So I said what I said, and then things exploded. Well, yeah. But, yeah. Like, I think a lot of people uh, prescribe under, you know, like, happy wife, happy life. Yeah. And it's like, no, like, you've got to be happy yourself as well. You can't just make someone else happy and hope that that means that you're okay, and they're not going to start shouting and screaming at you and hurting you or whatever yeah well i said what i said and then you know we had a bit of a spicy conversation and then i remember it just we we understood each other and then it was calm and i was like there's no such thing as taking an l like i can't imagine being in a relationship where you're like i need to be submissive and and like just give in 
Like um, that made me miserable. No, I I think we're both very similar like that, and that's that's probably why lots of women don't like us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because we do argue back. Um, but no, it's 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 more it's more a case of like if you did take the L in that situation, it's going to fester and annoy you, and she will think that she's got one up you. And be like, no, I'm right, and he agrees with me, and you're going to be like, mm-hmm, yes, dear, I totally agreed with everything you said, and you're going to, you know, you're going to stew on it. Yeah. And it's better to talk things like, yes, there might be heated discussions, and hopefully never an argument, and it should always be, no, we have disagreeing viewpoints. And I think as people, it is fine to have disagreeing viewpoints. Yeah. Certainly in relationships, it's probably better that, you know, you like video games. She hates video games. You like action movies. She likes romance. Like, it's fine to have differences and not always agree. If you both agree, then that's pretty dull. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that could cause more issues if you just agree because... just sounds boring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the way Ross comes out of it, yeah, he's clearly not thinking about... But John Little. But you can tell as he says it, he knows he's in for it. Like, the entire group are going to have a go he, at him. Now. He, he's definitely like... I'm correct here, and it must be said, but I know no one's going to agree with me. Yeah, I think he's like, I'm saying this, and I know it's a bad idea, <laughs> but he can't not say no. it. And yeah, I feel like if the scene had lasted a second longer, like someone would have threw some at him, or <laughs> like it definitely, definitely didn't just end quietly there. Well, in the credit sting, it turns out Joshua left his wallet behind at the store. Rachel then takes out his driving license and hers, then pretends they're talking to each other, and it's strange. And in my head, I feel like she pushes the two together and they kiss. Yes. That's, the, that's what, I, what I got. Well, early in the episode, she mentions that she was dressing up Joshua all day and Phoebe's like, Rachel's got a new doll. And she says that if she had a Joshua doll, she'd get a Rachel doll and basically do this yeah. exact thing. And then she's doing it with the licenses. But it's really cringe. But for some reason in my head, she got caught. My memory remembered like Joshua walking in and seeing it happening or someone walking in and seeing it. And I'm like, but no one does. And I was no. like, oh. So it's just weird. It's weird if she doesn't get caught. It's cringe, awkward, and funny if she does. So I was like, what a waste of a sting. Yeah, when you imagine that she is by herself doing that, she could have just imagined this in her head instead of acting it out. Yeah, like if Mr. Wolfman came on and been kind of like, Rachel, and then it ended, you'd be like, that's embarrassing. Yeah, that's yes. funny. But to just have her do it and then pan away like it's normal. It's, it's, it's like when you talk to yourself. And like, yeah, if, if a character then comes in and catch them talking to themselves, like that's embarrassing and funny for the scene. But if they, if it just ends going, they just sit in rooms talking to themselves. Like, yeah, it's odd. It's weird. And, and Rachel doesn't need to do that. Yeah, she's not 12. No, no. Um, she definitely just needs to call him. And go, I have an extra ticket. Well, this is kind of like the first time I think we've seen Rachel be kind of like, oh, look, I've got a crush. Or like, you know, normally she's kind of pushed the one being pursued, I guess. Mm. But I don't remember, even when she was, you know, dating Ross, I don't know if she was ever like, oh my God, he's so dreamy and amazing. Well, we, we definitely get the moment with Chip, where she's like, oh, Chip is calling for me. And it's like, no, he's calling for Monica. And she's like, oh, yeah. like that is one of the first time where that, that hasn't happened to her. Mm. And it hasn't been mentioned in the past, like, you know, that men just, just chase her and she's never had to do anything. Yeah, she's never had the bad sort of dating. Like no. in the episodes where Phoebe's like, we should do this again sometime. And she's like, why is that bad? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I really love this episode. Even though it's it's very emotional at times, it's extremely funny. It is very funny, but because of my love for Chandler and Kathy and Kathy in general, it makes me sad. Has it has it has it tainted Kathy for you, or is it because Kathy is no longer here? A bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> like I want more Kathy, but at the same time, she doesn't act well, does she? Let's face it. She's not. I don't mean the actress. I mean 
the character doesn't yeah. behave well. Um, so it does it does tear so much because up until this point I'm more like yay Kathy and then I'm like ah oh, I can't really square this away. No, I know lots of people will be saying ah oh, but then you know Monaco and Chandler can't get together. And so well, at this point the plan wasn't there for them to get together. Yeah, plus who cares? Like I don't care what the writing plan is. Like, how about the in canon universe? You know what I mean? Like, what's happening day to day to the guys? Like, yes, obviously the, all the relationships had to go terribly beforehand. Otherwise, they wouldn't have. That's like saying, "Oh, well, Richard was a waste of time because they had to get together." Like, well, no, yeah. it doesn't doesn't devalue the entire Richard story arc, and it doesn't devalue Kathy's just because eventually they end up together. No, I think, like you said it before, like it would have been more interesting to see a longer relationship because Kathy is a great person. There was just loads of scenes where you just enjoyed the two of them just in a room together talking about their passions. Yeah. Um, which we know, And I would have liked to have seen more Joey trying to deal with this woman that he, he really liked and that he gave up for his friend in a sense, um, having to deal with that because there is like one or two times where it's mentioned in front of Joey, like what happened. And he's like, mm, doesn't really say anything or respond. Yeah. But you gotta, he's got to, every time he sees her, just be like, he must have some kind of feeling like, you know, oh, she right cheated up. on me yeah. with Chandler as, as well. Um, and then she broke up with me. Like, I would like to have seen that sort of stuff happening too. Yeah, I just think for all the build up and drama we had to get to that point of Kathy and Chandler being together, it was fumbled terribly in this episode by just ending it in such a blase. And you don't really see any of it. Like I said, Kathy has four lines in the entire episode. You see her at the start. We don't hear anything other for most of the episode. Then you see her with Nick's pants. And, that, and I'm like, you just, you just thrown this away. I guess you never see her ever apologize. Like, she never apologizes really to Joey. She just breaks up with him. Mm. And it's only because Chandler says something that he even knows what goes on. True. Um, you know, when he, Chandler's in the box and stuff, like, Kathy's there. Like, she doesn't apologize to Chandler for anything. Like... Well, she apologises and basically she doesn't want to be the kind of person that breaks up a friendship. Yeah, but... But, yeah, you don't really ever see, like, a proper kind of apology. You know, and I've never really thought a bit too deeply. Like, I I think the breakup is fine. Like, it's very rushed in some ways of, like, you know, we're going to have a big argument, but I it works for me. But I... Now you've opened my eyes, I guess, like, yeah, it does, does need a bit more to it. Yeah, it just... It could have been an episode or two. Like, she could have, you know, had the fight... And then, I don't know, maybe slept with Nick and then had an episode where Chandler deals with her, not just Connor. It was almost like they went, right, we've got two episodes, we need to get this done. And they went, yeah, just get Kathy out of the way in four minutes of screen time. Like, we see a lot of, like, Ross and Rachel, you know, breakup stuff happening. We never really get it with, with Chandler or anyone else. They never have these kind of long moments where it, it feels real, I guess. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that, that would have been nicer to see. But I overall... Love it as an episode, and just the the ending I think is perfect. Yeah, it's it's one of the best endings yeah. uh, for every episode. It's just it's one of those things where you laugh at it, but you're like, oh, <laughs> like it's this almost like cautious laugh of like you know he's in for it, and yeah, it's a great end. Well, that's also nearly the end of our podcast. Um, depending on if Ryan has any more tangents, sometimes we have like hat tangents at the end. It's worth sticking around for this this end bit. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's been all sorts of stories that we've had before. I mean, I'm four days away from going to Greece for a week. Right, there you, there you go. Luckily, this episode comes out after uh, you've come back from Greece. Yeah, I'll be back. So in a few weeks' time, I'll tell you all about it. So yeah, he'll, <laughs> he'll be on flight VA005, row 4B. Yep. I mean, I don't know if we, if we, if we look at the stats. Maybe we've got some Greek listeners. Yep. It'll just be you, one. <laughs> just me. I'm just going to download all the episodes on eight every device I yep. can find. Uh, well, you can also find us at 
watchingfriends.com where there's contact form there where you can write to us, tell us your thoughts on the show, your thoughts on friends in general. Just, you know, you can talk to us about anything. Your thoughts on Kathy and how amazing and wonderful yep. she is. Yeah. And how she should be in every episode. We like, we like to read messages and read them out. So, you know, post us some questions, some thoughts, some opinions. Love to hear it. Yeah, get in touch. We like it. And you can also find us at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. So you can help support the show with some financial aid. Uh, we really appreciate all our patrons who do support us. And in return, we give you extra bonus content and we will chat to you there as well. And finally, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Watch Friends Pod, uh, where, again, you can message us, interact, and you sometimes post stuff there occasionally. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, if you want to sponsor an episode, you can do that too. We reach quite a lot of listeners. Um, so yeah, if you've got a small business or you want to announce a birthday or something like that, you can uh, send us a message via one of those means and uh, we'll sort out something for you. Yeah, we will shill, shill, shill all yep. day. Yep. <laughs> uh, otherwise, uh, where else can people find you, Ryan? As always, you can find me at gamehype.co.uk for your gaming news, reviews and shenanigans. And you can find me at fuzzballs.co where I draw cute cats, tigers and bunnies uh, on t-shirts. And there are a few Friends-inspired ones in there as well, definitely. Uh, So check that out. Otherwise, we'll be back next week with quite a sad Chandler, I think. Yep, sweatpants Chandler. Yep. Uh, That's that's just your weekday, isn't it? Definitely. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, we'll be back in a week's time. Thank you for listening. See you later.